Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. (laughs) Cha-ching! You can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and as always I'm here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hello Matt. Oh hi Jess. Didn't see you there. So good to be here with you. Hello David. Oh hello. Are we not talking? Yeah I just wanted to um, start a rift. Alright well Matt can you tell Jess to piss off. Hey. (laughs) From Dave. Uh David said to piss off. What a funny reaction when you said to Dave, hello David and he said are we not talking? Oh, that's you interesting You literally too. just spoke to him. Yeah, but the uh, way I spoke to him okay. heavily Sorry. implied we were in a fight. Jess, can you tell Matt to piss off? <laughs> Matt, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but David has said piss off. Oh, that's a bit rough. I know. Jess, can you tell David? <laughs> yes. Please explain what this show is about. Absolutely. David, uh, Matt has requested that you explain uh, how, what this show is about. Okay, but only because you said it, not because of him. <laughs> it's so confusing. <laughs> what we do here is we're taking a turn to report on a topic often suggested by one of our listeners. We go away, do a bit of research, bring it back to the other two who have no idea what the report is going to be on. And it is Matt's turn. Jess, tell Matt it's his turn to report on a topic. And uh, he always starts, well, we always start with a question to mm. get us onto the topic. Um, and Matt. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn. We can't keep this up all day, can no, we? No, no, no. It's going to end after this. Okay. Um, it's, it's your turn. Start with a question, please. All right, great. Can you tell Dave to grow up? Dave, grow up. <laughs> That was from Matt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. My question is, 
Which country's refusal to acknowledge same-sex marriage led to the creation of a micronation in 2004? 2004? Wow. Okay, so by 2004, we absolutely hadn't accepted it. So it's definitely not Australia. Okay, but is it uh, Rome and that's how the Vatican came about? <laughs> they're often they're very open with their ideas, aren't they? It's very not, liberal. Yes. No, it's not Rome. Okay. Um, well, hmm. I should have said Italy. Fuck. Idiot. You, were you meaning the... Uh, Whatever the where the Pope is, what's that place called again? Vatican, Vatican City. Vatican City. Uh, I don't know. What, I'll ask you: Which country's refusal to acknowledge same-sex marriage led to the creation of a micronation in two thousand four? So that doesn't rule out Australia, because True. it is Australia. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you, geez, you've you've led yourselves down a bad track straight away. I'm going to stick with my answer of Rome. <laughs> uh, so this was suggested by Tess or Tez. From Manchester in the UK. Great. T-E-S. Still Tess? Possibly, yeah. Uh, All right, so let's go back to the year 2004. Where were you in 2004? 2004. I was was but an old man, Mm. probably walking the earth. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Walking the earth. Yeah. Dave, you're looking at your phone to figure out... Where uh, I was in 2004. We were in year eight. Oh, my phone says you're right. (laughs) So you're looking at your calendar? Okay, back to 2004. Um, uh, I, yeah. was at, I was at uni for, you know, obviously, as a mature age student, oh, yeah, I was yeah. three or four hundred years old. You were doing your fourth or fifth oh. degree at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's like, right. Insufferably putting your hand up for every question. Yeah. Um, excuse me, sorry. I know you were trying to end this shoot early, uh, but I'd love to go back to a point you made earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, I, I, you seem to have forgotten about an assignment you'd, uh, you'd uh, assigned to us. And sorry, I might be the only one here, but I actually want to learn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you, uh, th- you've got theories on how the pyramids were built, but I was actually there, yeah. so let me tell <laughs> you. Let me tell you a thing or two, kids. Anyhow, <laughs> in the year 2000, Australian legislation didn't explicitly say that same-sex marriage was illegal. According to this great website I found, uh, I think it's pronounced wikipedia.org. And that's what, like, legal kind of documents? I think it is, yeah. It's like a lot of jargon. Yeah, I think the w is short for wig, like... uh, Like Like a barrister's wig. Like a barrister's wig. (laughs) I think it was going to be Wigipedia, but... um, That was taken. That was taken, so they went... By Wiggy Pop. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The Iggy Pop cover band. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But they all wear wigs. But they always share wigs. It's very confusing. Yes. <laughs> um, so, according to wikipedia.org, uh, that was all about to change. That year, public attention increased with respect to same-sex marriage due to court decisions in Massachusetts and Canada legalising same-sex marriage. Two Australian same-sex couples married in Canada in 2004 and lodged an application in the Family Court of Australia in Victoria seeking legal recognition of their Canadian marriages. Before the matter could be heard, the Howard government changed the law to prevent Australian recognition of same-sex marriages, Fuck rendering no. the court case moot. Um, yeah, they saw it happening and they, they're like, oh, we better, we better say it's explicitly between a man and a woman. Isn't that mind-boggling? And it's, it's so embarrassing that that was so recent. Yeah. That was, you know, just over 20 years ago. And I never heard of this. So before that, no one had just ever asked the question. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It was just a, 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 it didn't specifically say it. So, so people just assumed. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, wow. So before that, could you technically get married in a same-sex relationship? I don't think it really, as I understand it, it didn't really happen. But legally you could. Wow. But And then they 
a, a couple wanted to be recognised yes. and then the whole law changed yeah. to fuck them over. They're like, oh, other places in the world are allowing this yeah. and Australians are going over there to have these ceremonies. We better make sure it's not... They don't have those rights here. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, in an attempt to prevent same-sex unions in Australia, the Howard government introduced the Marriage Amendment Act in the Parliament on the 27th of May 2004. The amendment specified that marriage, undefined in the Act, would be defined as a union of a man and a woman to the exclusion of all others, and that foreign same-sex marriages would not be recognised as such in Australia. Additional reforms to the Family Law Act prevented same-sex couples from being eligible adoptive parents for children in inter-country adoption arrangements. The amendment passed the Parliament on the 13th of August 2004, and went into effect on the day it received royal assent, the 16th of August, 2004. And that, I think part of this, I don't know if you went any, to any weddings between two, that, for the, that following decade or so, but it was legally to marry someone, they had to say a line like that. Yeah. Think, maybe even that line exactly. Uh, it's between a union of a man and a woman to exclusion of all others. Right. They had to say it. And for often it to be, hear Salarant say... Legally, I, dis- I have to. Yes. Say, I have to acknowledge. Yeah. I have to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Because indicating that they're like this is bullshit. I don't agree with this. Yes, but to make this this wedding this marriage legal, I have to say it. And yeah. I, I read about uh, one celebrant who was a gay man who had to say that. You know, every weekend oh. he was saying it, and he said there was one day he was just feeling a bit down, and he he struggled to get the words out without breaking down. And luckily, it was a day. The couple he was marrying was very supportive and they sort of, you know, they made it, they nice. hugged him and they made it yeah. okay. But yeah, he's just like, oh, it's, it's brutal. Of course Just it to is. having to re- basically say, and by the way, legally I'm not seen as equal. Yeah. And that's, you having to say that as part of your job. Yeah. Um, so anyway, well, let, let's talk about the kingdom, the micronation. Yes. Uh, that is set up in response to this. It's very interesting. According to Nina Strochlick... Uh, writing for the Daily Beast, when Australia refused to allow its gay citizens equal rights to marriage, a group of activists deserted the country, sailed 200 nautical miles to an island off the Great Barrier Reef and hoisted a rainbow flag in the highest spot they could find. They declared it the gay and lesbian kingdom of the Coral Sea Islands. The impetus came in 2004 during the Brisbane Gay Pride Festival when a collective of friends decided that without being granted legal marriage rights, they would leave and start their own more inclusive country. According to the Kingdom's website, the group cited the law of unjust enrichment, which states, if something is unjustly taken, compensation must be made. The group were of the opinion that the change in the marriage law had taken from homosexual people the right to be treated equally, whether it be marriage, superannuation, hospital visits, adoption, or IVF treatments. So, yeah, there was a... a like... And uh, this, this sort of evolved over time, but it, back then, I think it, it, not being able to be married meant they didn't really um, treat de facto relationships and other unmarried relationships and didn't give those partners the same sort of rights. Yeah. You know, visiting hospital when one partner's sick and all these sort of things, not, superannuation. It's, and it's You're not married. So why would you want to visit someone in yeah. hospital if you're not married to them? That's crazy. Why do you think I got this ring? Now I can walk into any hospital I want. <laughs> they go, oh, please. I'm here to see my wife. <laughs> oh, right this way, sir. And I mean, we yeah, I, I've been thinking about that quite recently, the sort of de facto thing as well. And it's actually... 
I found it kind of hard to find relevant information on what rights are in a de facto relationship as well. Anytime I've Googled it, it's just like in the event of a of a de facto relationship ending, here are your rights. And I'm like, sh- yeah, sure. I mean, that's a good thing to know. I was more meaning like yeah. if I'm in hospital, if I'm in an emergency, can he come see me? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's now actually, don't know this for sure, but I think... I think now de facto relationships are a lot closer to you may as well be married pretty much now. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. You can like register your relationship. Essentially, you get a piece of paper for it as well. Um, I think essentially if if there's if something happens to your de facto partner, you, you just have to prove you're in a relationship. And that is literally just we've lived together for a couple of years. I think it's even six months. As, is it? Or is it two years? If there are kids involved, it's like you can live together less than a year. Like so one night stand, you have a kid. <laughs> yep, de facto. De facto. Yeah, so at least nine months. Your papers months. are stamped. <laughs> <laughs> Done. You get the tattoo. It's not coming off. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting and it's crazy that it's... Yeah, we're talking about something that's very, very recent. Mm. And and I'm glad there's been a big shift, but it's so crazy and quite embarrassing that not that long ago... Yeah, of course. Like, why would two women want to have children? What do you mean? Like, yeah, of course so they strange. can. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think. I mean, I imagine there. Well, I think there's definitely things going on now that we're going to feel similarly about in twenty years time. Absolutely. Um, anyway, the uh, continuing on. Instead of financial compensation, the activists chose territorial compensation by establishing an independent gay state on a scattering of tropical islands in the Coral Sea. I mean, they've picked a very good spot. Mm, Sounds amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The capital on Cato Island they called Heaven. Yeah. Sounds like it. Uh, (laughs) As the island is so small, it doesn't have a dock, let alone an airport, but they set sail on their own boat dubbed the Gay Flower, a play on the Mayflower. Mayflower, that's good. Where the... Is that, the, is that the, what do they call the Thanksgiving Day people the in Americans? Yeah. What is, yeah, they had another name. They've got like belt buckles on their hats. <laughs> the Pilgrims? Pilgrims, maybe. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Pil- anyway, sorry, Americans. Um, We're talking about Australia. God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can't even come up with our own pun boat names. They're all referencing American culture. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I did enjoy the gay flower. The gay flower's very good. I like that a lot. I reckon because I... Uh, this was voted on, and uh, Tess, who suggested it, had that written in the thing. So I put that in next to the on the poll. Mm. This is how they suggested it, and I think a few people went, "Gay flower." <laughs> I have to vote for that. Yeah, one. that one's getting my. That's vote. good stuff. Yeah. Uh, in June of two thousand and four, the gay and lesbian kingdom of the Coral Sea Islands declared independence from Australia, according to the kingdom's website. The initiative for the founding of a gay kingdom was taken during the Brisbane Gay and Lesbian Pride Festival and the Coral Sea Islands seemed a perfect location because of a twist in international law that states, quote, oppressed people of overseas territories have a right to self-government and self-determination. For a long time, these islands were administered as an overseas territory of England, but from the 60s they were administered from Australia by the Department of the Environment, Sport and Territories as an overseas external territory of the Commonwealth of Australia. Under right. the United... Yeah, so it's sort of... They, they reckon they sort of found a little loophole here. Yeah, right. Under the United Nations and international law, external overseas territories of all governments have the legal right to self-government and self-determination. Okay. The Coral Sea Islands are internationally recognised by the Government of Australia and by all nations... 
and by the United Nations as an external overseas territory of Australia. And as Australia has passed into legislation homophobic laws that clearly discriminate against its homosexual people, the gay and lesbian activists presume that the full force of international law applies to the kingdom's independence. This is all still from uh, their website. Wow. Uh, the activists also presumed that neither England nor Australia has any rights to the Coral Sea Islands because both governments are unable to provide to the gay government any recording of anyone formally proclaiming the Coral Sea Islands as part of the British or Australian Crown. They have Neither of the governments have replied to them or anything. Yeah, but, okay. Um, so they're like, no reply? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, your silence speaks volumes. Uh this also comes from the official website, quote, The Gay and Lesbian Kingdom formally raised the gay rainbow pride flag on Cato Island on the 14th of June 2004 and declared the territory an independent gay and lesbian state. A memorial plaque on the northeastern tip of Cato Island commemorates this historic event and reads, On the 14th day of June 2004, at this highest point in the Coral Sea, Emperor Dale Parker Anderson raised the gay rainbow flag Emperor. and claimed the island of the Coral Sea in his name as homeland for the gay and lesbian peoples of the world. God save our king. So that's right. It's Emperor Dale. Emperor Dale. Okay, if you're going to give yourself, uh, I mean, you get to give yourself this title, right? Emperor, king, whatever. What do you go for? Monarch of the Glen. (laughs) (laughs) Monarchs, I mean, yeah, I guess you can go. Yeah, go vague. Yeah, that's good. Um, I don't know if I if I want to be a queen. Almighty ruler. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You want to make sure people know you're above yeah. them. What about emperor for life? Yeah, yeah. Emperor for life. Turkmen bashy. <laughs> yeah, okay. President. Oh, what about El Presidente? Oh, that feels better. Uh, yeah. That feels better, actually. That's a punch yeah. up, isn't that's it? That's good. Yeah. That feels fun. Let me tell you a little bit about Emperor Dale. All right. I like Dale already. When his appointment was announced, he told the Sydney Star Observer that he took the job because, quote, no one else would do it. (laughs) According to the Kingdom's website, born in August 1965, Dale Parker Anderson is the eldest of identical twins. Must, you know, I love that. Five minutes. Yeah. Uh, His early years were spent growing up in Outback Australia. His Majesty has featured on gay and lesbian radio (laughs) and been profiled in numerous newspapers and magazines. Quiet and shy by nature, Dale lists his hobbies as gardening, music, and travel. The Kingdom's website talks up the heritage of Dale, saying, The sovereign of the gay and lesbian kingdom, Dale Parker Anderson, is a direct descendant of the murdered gay king of England, Edward II, uh, from who was around 1284 to 1327. This makes the sovereign distantly related to all major royal houses of Europe. Um, yeah, I don't... Had you heard of... Edward II. I looked him up a little bit, no. and I think it seems like a long time ago. But it was it was very dramatic, a lot of uh, infighting and family. Ah. I think his mum. I forget. I should have written it down. Mm. I read this a month ago. Something about his mum. But I think his I think his mum's boyfriend had him off or something like that. It was something. Oh wow. Something very scandalous. Jeez Louise. But it does seem like yeah. It seems like he was a, a gay man. Yeah, I think they, they love how that all ties together. Yeah. He's sort of got royal blood, they believe. Yeah. And it's connected and directly it's, to the... that's the gay one, <laughs> which is just funny. <laughs> the website goes on to say that one of Dale's more recent forefathers was William Purcell of the HMS Bounty, who was the first to visit and stay in the Coral uh, Sea Islands ah. in 1789. 
thereby giving some kind of legitimacy to the claims <laughs> of the gay and lesbian government. I love how that's on their own website, thereby giving some kind of legitimacy. Yeah, some, hey? <laughs> hey, we're looking into this. <laughs> we think it sounds good. Yeah. Someone he's related to has also been here. By that token, I am the king of a, a caravan park in Echuca. <laughs> I remember meeting my grandparents there once in the 90s. <laughs> um, I don't know if you... Did you think it was... It sort of seemed a bit weird to me that they went with kingdom. You know, it's sort of like a... I feel it's all about equality and stuff. So it should it feels be a queendom. Like, well, or just... <laughs> You know, maybe some sort of thing where there's no no one ruler or yeah, 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 or whatever. But um, like a society. Yeah, Yeah. but every every country that starts out thinking, nah, we're going to be different. We're just going to be. Then eventually, you got to start enforcing some rules, Mm -hmm. and so then you get a government involved. Mm -hmm. Uh oh. You know what I mean? (laughs) Dale, should we be worried about? So let's just start (laughs) with a monarchy or an emperor. You know. Exactly, because... Cut out all that faffing yeah. about in the middle where it gets awkward. Yeah, no... no Let's put some no leaders power in vacuum. power. Yeah. Well, I assume that Dale wants the right to have children and also the right to pass on his power to his children. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I really just think he he just was like, if no one else will do it. I'll do <laughs> I'll it. I'll do it. Uh, so there's a reason they set the islands up as a kingdom rather than a republic or anything else according to the kingdom's own website which says dale was originally voted in as the administrator of the gay and lesbian government but upon legal advice his title was changed to that of sovereign on the grounds that under australian law a de facto prince trying to claim his crown cannot be charged with treason Uh, this law goes further and states in fact that anyone hindering a de facto prince or his supporters from obtaining his crown can themselves be charged with treason to date, this law has predicted the gay sovereign and members of his government from Australian law and its legal system and courts. Had a republic model of government been chosen, all the gay and lesbian activists could have been charged with treason and been brought before the Australian courts. Oh. That's a good one on their website. I should say I, I have no idea how legit any of that legal stuff is. I don't fully understand is. treason. Yeah, sort of. It's like it's a, what is it? An oh. act against your own your country? Your own, own country. Yeah. So then by... You're like, basically yeah. it's dogging the boys. Don't dog the boys. Only the boys is your country. So, but then by making them a sovereign, how can I possibly dog the boys? Because I'm the top boy. Yeah. <laughs> of a different group well, I mean, of boys. I mean, yeah, I, I, in your laws, you yeah. can't you can't come at me. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just claiming my crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's all very complicated, isn't it? It really sounds like this group of friends had some lawyers in amongst it. Yes. You know? Well, it became... I don't really go into it because, I mean, it, it's one of those ones that there's... all uh, The information is slightly hard to find about it, but there was. it sounds like there was a lot of work going on behind the scenes mm. and it was an international thing. There were people involved from all around the world and, they, yeah, they, they ended up being infighting and all sorts of things that I I couldn't really get to the bottom of. There's another podcast I listen to which is more of an investigative sort of thing and I'll I'll link to that in the show notes. Mm. Um, but I really enjoyed that. They were trying to track Dale down. Yeah, and, right. And they, yeah, they, you know, it was, it was a fun, fun pod mm. to listen to. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's forge on. So the rainbow flag became the kingdom's official flag and for the coat of arms, I went with the pink triangle. Which is my favourite shape. Uh, Triangle. Love the the triangles. Um, For the national anthem, I've seen two different ones stated, but uh, more commonly I see Gloria Gaynor's uh, That's What I Am. 
according to their website, and I assume you can trust their website, but I think it yeah. maybe got changed at one point, but according to their website, uh, this song was written by Jerry Herman, a long-time public gay male who was made a lord of the gay kingdom because the gay and lesbian government is most honoured to have this song as the kingdom's official national anthem. That's nice. They wrote a, a declaration of independence. Yes. Of course. Um, which includes a big chunk from the US version, uh, including a famous bit. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. It's funny that they left it. Uh, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's like plagiarized a bit of the... US one, but they well, also I mean, like, the US obviously perfected it. Yes. And what are you going to do? Try and perfect perfection? Yeah. Get your head out I mean, of your come ass, on. mate. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Come mate. on, mate. Let's not take the piss. It also reads, quote, In countries where we have lived for centuries, we are still cried down as strangers. In the world as it is now and for an indefinite period, I think we shall not be left in peace. And... We have appealed to the Australian Parliament and they too have been deaf to the voice of justice and consanguinity. Nailed it. Thank you. Uh, We must (laughs) therefore, in the necessity uh, which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. We therefore, as representatives of the homosexual people in General Congress, assembled appealing to the Supreme Judge of the World, for the rectitude of our intentions, Ooh. do the same. Uh, do in the name and by the authority of the good gay people of the Coral Sea Islands, and in the name of our Dale, our Emperor, <laughs> our Dale, in the name of our Dale. Solemn- oh, our Dale is a good boy. Oh, He's Dale. a good boy, our Dale. In the name of our Dale, solemnly publish and declare that the gay and lesbian kingdom of the Coral Sea Islands, uh, one and of right, ought to be free and independent that is now absolved from all allegiances to the Australian Crown and that all political connections between them and Australia is and ought to be totally dissolved and that as free and independent, we have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce and to do all other acts and things which independent kingdom may have right to. I like that bit at the end. And There's a few else. specifics, but, you know. You know, I can also go to the shops. Yeah. If, I, if I've forgotten anything, that's covered. Yeah. I can also, I can build a fish and chip shop here. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yeah. I don't, um, I don't understand so much of that um, yeah, legal so jargon. I wasn't sure if, I, yeah, reading it out, I'm like, I've probably put left too much of this in. But, but it's, you know. It's, I just yeah. sort of like, they really, you know, they, they put it all out there. It's yeah. all, they spend a bit of time on it. They've done all the right things and to sort of cover their asses. Some other things as well. Yeah, to be like. Well, Australia, we've uh, done everything we need to do to um, so to sever ties. Yeah, so um, nice knowing you. Oh, a bit of a bit of a brutal breakup, hey? Yeah, Australia really ghosting you. Yeah. Oof. Yes, no real replies or anything. Brutal. Okay, fine. Well, I've okay. said everything I need to say, and so, um, yeah, we'll leave that with you. Balls in your court. <laughs> Guess that's it. You have anything to say? You know where to find me on my island. So, according to Strochlick, uh, the capital heaven appears to just be a pristine beach with a sign saying, Welcome to Heaven. Makes sense. It offers snorkeling and camping, but as there is no actual population or infrastructure on the island, no one actually lives there. Mm. It's sort of, it's it's, it's really a, a, like a just an elaborate protest. Um, 
so people have been there. They go, they've set things up, but they're still living in Australia or or wherever they're from, communicating via the internet. But they, um, yeah, they, I think the website is is really the key to it all. Yep. Um, And it is really just all in protest against the lack of marriage equality in Australia. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, the island offers snorkeling and camping. Um, but there's no actual population or infrastructure on the island, so visitors must charter flights and bring their own supplies. The website notes that gay and lesbian visitors will be thrilled to learn that much of the sea life is transsexual. Uh, the kingdom's sole industry is stamp collecting, which is described on the website as an activity to satif- satisfy both... <laughs> the kingdom's sole industry is stamp collecting which is described on the website as an activity to satisfy both the most avid enthusiast and the casual or thematic collector. (laughs) And the island offers a shiny red mailbox on the capital's beach with which to use these stamps. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, cute. Go send a a charter a flight. (laughs) But a postie has to turn up and pick them up? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe they they might do it themselves, take it back to Australia and put it in another... Does Australia Post have a little dinghy? Yeah, it's quite the big root. (laughs) Big root. Big root. What would you know about that, Dave? You would know about big root. (laughs) Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Big banana. Big root. Uh, On the 13th... Of September 2004, the Gay Kingdom declared war on the Commonwealth of Australia. Ooh. Uh-oh. They did so by sending a declaration of war directly to the office of then Prime Minister John Howard, as well as via Switzerland. So they're like, in case Australia didn't get it, we're sending it through <laughs> a neutral country as well. Yeah. So we're just letting everyone know we are at war with Australia. Essentially what we did at the start of the podcast. Hey, Switzerland, can you let Australia know yeah. we're at war with them? Yeah, yeah. Australia never officially responded. Of course they didn't. Ghosting again. Yeah. So immature. Dogs. Fucking hell, John Howard. Though years later, Liberal Tasmanian Senator Erica Betts mentioned it in Parliament. Uh, Betts, who's like a particularly conservative member of the Liberal Party, Mm. uh, mentioned it when complaining about a rainbow flag being flown inside the Department of Finance building. In a 2017 Senate estimates hearing, Betts said, Quote, I'll try and do a bit of an abets here. <clears throat> to cut to the chase, there was a rainbow flag on display in the lobby. Which, <laughs> That's really good. Believe it or not, some people see as an activist flag for a particular cause in relation to an issue of whether or not what? we should change the legislation on marriage. And some people, of course, support that. Others don't. Shut up. Yeah, wild, yeah. He's oh, like, God, a flag, and it's all these lovely colours. It's so bright. He, oh. he, he was he was saying, if we're going to fly this one, we really should fly the anti-marriage equality flag. A photo of Erica Betts on the flag. Yeah. Oh, God, some people have put a colourful bit of fabric up. I'm angry. Shut up. Well, he uh, apparently tried to get it a bit more humorous when he continued. Oh, this will be good. Saying... By way of some slight humour on this issue, this particular flag, you will realise, is the flag of the gay and lesbian kingdom of the Coral Sea Islands that declared war on Australia, and you, Senator Cormann, would understand they did the same as Prince Leonard of the Hutt River province, and now this is their official flag. Of course, it is the flag of a hostile nation, if we are to believe them, having declared war on Australia. 
What are you <laughs> talking about? But but funnily enough, just by him trying to like he's sort of making light of what yeah. they were doing, but he also said this officially, sort of was that are officially recognising yeah. in Parliament that it had happened, so it's now on the record. I love that that man has never said anything that he finds funny without qualifying it at first by saying, I'm about to say something humorous because no one ever gets my jokes. <laughs> but I also, yeah. And that's an everybody else problem. Yeah, every, not oh, a no one ever seems to get these. It's such a... Like, he didn't, he didn't really overpromise either by way of some slight humour. <laughs> yeah, that's good, actually. Really uh, set the tone. According to uh, Josh Butler, writing for the Huffington Post, Finance Minister Matthias Cormann. I think because I think Cormann is, I think he's Western Australian, so that's why um, Abet said that he would know about yeah. Senator of the Hutt River Province, which I believe Bopper, you is that the one you did a yeah bonus episode about? Yeah, that's right. It was a bonus, wasn't it? I was trying to think. Was that a main? That was a bonus episode. Yeah, the um, Hutt River Province. Yeah, I think I was thinking about this that. Well, this is this the third micronation we've done. I Sealand, guess so, yeah. Hutt River. We've done any others? Not that I can think of. Yeah, because there, there are a lot out there. I, I find them fascinating. They were, I I've guess, never heard of them. Before. I guess they were really my thing until now. Oh, you did Sealand as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm Didn't so I? sorry. Yeah, I did. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I've no, stolen it's your okay. Thing. It's all right. It's fine. First, you take serial killers from me, and now you take a micronation. Do you want serial killers back? No. <laughs> I'm just going to start doing a bunch of monkey stuff and see, see Well remember when you did it You did do an orangutan episode That was a bonus too wasn't it Yeah And you were very mad at me for and it And you are now reaping my revenge <laughs> A dish best served cold <laughs> Huh? Huh? Lap it up It hurts yeah I've, I've, I've learnt <laughs> I've learnt my way I've learnt my way Learnt my lesson I love your way I love your way <laughs> Oh, baby, I love you every day. I think I was thinking Powderfinger, but that, that's probably better. I was thinking was the TV show. Oh, I love your way. <laughs> <laughs> on fire with the impressions on this We're episode. Really I'm so tired. Today. We've, got a, we've got Erica Betts and Bernard Fanny. Yeah. What would it sound like if they had a conversation? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to wish you well. That sounds a bit gay. <laughs> Eric, you piece of shit. <laughs> um, so, according to Josh Butler, writing for the Huffington Post, Finance Minister Matthias Cormann, as tongue-in-cheek as a bets was, I'm glad Josh Butler saw that they were joking around because it's not clear on the page. Mm. I've, like, as I read it on a different in a different article and I didn't realise there were any jokes. I thought I just had the hope in a serious conversation. Yeah, none of this seems <laughs> So funny. then when I read this Huffington Post article, I'm like, all right, I, I guess... I'll take Josh's word for it. But um, uh, Coleman replied that he would uh, conduct a flag inquiry, uh, saying it's certainly not the government's intentions in any of our official buildings to fly the flag of hostile nations. Uh, We'll make sure there are no flags of hostile nations anywhere in any government building. I wonder if it... I'm wondering if he was just sort of like... Um, go on. All right, oh, Eric. Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> that's oh, how I yeah, read it initially. No, but, hate to. but it's possible that they were both uh, having a very funny conversation together. Far out. Imagine living your life being that dull. And, like, that's the funniest conversation you have, you have in your day. And you're angered by a flag. It, yeah, imagine. Imagine. 
I what think, a life that must be. Are they they both got German heritage, right? Maybe is Corman from Germany? I think he's from Belgium. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who I are you apologising to? Belgium. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we're just anyone concerned. Their flags have similar <laughs> colours. Okay, I think one's horizontal, one's vertical. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Apologise. He's sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Is there anything more I need to say? I'm not sure who he's sorry to or for. Belgium born. Right, Belgium. I was thinking maybe it was like a some some sort of German humour they were doing to each other. Yeah, right. We just didn't get. Yeah, but now I don't know. <laughs> and Erica Betts, maybe he's Belgium. But I thought, maybe isn't his uncle Belgium. a Nazi or something? Am, oh. I, am I remembering that right, allegedly? <laughs> All right, let me just, just in case... <laughs> I'll uh, Google Erika Betts Nazi. Oh, <laughs> Erika Betts, born in Stuttgart, Germany. I didn't know this. There you go. And I'm not saying that just because he is German. No. Uh, this is from uh, this website, wikipedia.org, which oh, we're yeah. talking about sort of a, yeah, a legal, legal one. Yeah. says, Erika Betts' great uncle Otto Betts was a Nazi SS officer, German ambassador to Vichy, France, and a convicted war criminal. Eric's grandfather was Carla Betts, a professor of forestry science who joined the Nazi party in 1933 and became general consultant of the Reich Forestry Office in 1942. Right. Anyway, fuck, that's grim. Um, <laughs> so, let's get to some slightly more positive stuff. Yeah, let's lift the mood. Well, actually, there's, it's, there's nah, some grim let's stuff. let's lift right. the mood. Well, you do a bit of work here then. All um, right. Since 2004, there were 22 unsuccessful attempts in the Australian Federal Parliament to legalise or recognise same-sex marriage under federal law. So people were having a crack. There were politicians who were trying to make it happen, but it was usually coming from it was private member bills, Can you read, minor parties. and read that sentence again? Since 2004, there were 22, 22. unsuccessful attempts in the Australian Federal Parliament to legalise or recognise same-sex marriage under federal law. So it says, well, it says, the thing I wrote, there were also pushes in state and... uh, I say. (laughs) There were also pushes in state and territory parliaments, including the ACT, Australian Capital Territory, where a law legalising marriage equality was passed, but it was overturned in the High Court. What? The High Court unanimously struck the act down in its entirety on the basis that it was in conflict with the Federal Marriage Act that Howard brought in 2004. So it it was so ironclad the Howard's legislation that states and territories couldn't overrule it with their own. Wow. So even though the ACT wanted to, you know, they were voted in, I I believe, with a mandate to do it. It was a popular decision. I mean, this is like, for as long as I remember, the polls always showed that majority of Australians were in favour of marriage equality. Yeah. So that's the other wild thing about it, um, that no one, like the, the political will somehow has never... It took so long for it to get to the point where what seemed like the public's will was um, passed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, it's just brutal. So, the ACT's like, if it can't happen elsewhere, it can happen here. Yeah, and then... And they're like... At least couples could travel to the ACT and get married. Nah. Um... According to Wikipedia or Wikipedia, I forget. Wikipedia or Wikipedia? Either way. Wik- no, Wikipedia. Oh, Wikipedia is the Wiggy Pop. Oh, that's right. The, the Iggy Pop cover the band. The Iggy Pop and the Stooges cover <laughs> band that wear wigs. Wiggy Pop and the Wooges. <laughs> uh, so according to Wikipedia.org, the Liberal National Government went to the 2016 federal election with a policy to put the issue of same-sex marriage to, the, to a plebiscite and was narrowly re-elected. 
though the legislation to establish the plebiscite was rejected by the Australian Senate in November 2016 and again in August 2017. I think other sides are saying it's not necessary. We can just do a vote on it now. Yeah. But they, that was their promise, so they, you know, that was a sort of a tight spot. But even just getting to that point, they were like, well, that was their, I, I think that was sort of a tactic by the Liberal National Coalition to be like, uh, they're just sort of kicking it down the road a bit. If you elect us, we'll, we'll, we'll have a vote yeah. on it. Yeah, should we explain what a plebiscite is? Because before the plebiscite that we all did, I think a lot of people had never right. heard of that. No. Myself okay. included. I was just thinking then, I was like, I know what it was, but I could not give you a definition of what a plebiscite As is. As I understand it, because I, I mean, I did uh, politics in high of school. Of course, so thank God you're here. I believe it's, so you've either got a referendum and that is legally binding. Yep. But I think a plebiscite is like, oh, let me check. Yeah. This is from uh, an Australian government website. In Australia, a plebiscite, also known as an advisory referendum, is used to decide a national question that does not affect the constitution. So to change the Australian constitution, you have to have a referendum. Right. So when we tried to become a republic, that would affect the constitution. That was a referendum. Yep. Which lost. Um but, uh, I know you're devastated about it. Uh, you but, cannot wait to get away from that pesky queen. And they, they often do fail because uh, people hate change in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but then, and it's also hard because uh, it has to pass, it has to get the majority of votes in a majority of states. Wow, okay. So it's not enough to even just be like 51%. It also has to be... The majority in every state. You know, four states also have to have... The majority of states oh. have to have a majority. Wow. As well as an overall majority. Okay. I think that's an old memory, but I think that's right. Holy shit. That's very complicated. Um, so, yes. So, a plebiscite can be used to test whether the government has enough public support to go ahead with a proposed action, but it's not not some, not legally binding and it can't change the So, it's essentially, the plebiscite is a vibe check. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you guys reckon? Oh, you, you think... You think we should allow gay marriage? Okay, that's interesting. I didn't see that coming. Hmm. That's very interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess um, we can agree to disagree. I'm not changing anything, so... And so that uh, to have a plebiscite, it has to go through parliament, but it was rejected. I think the, I think the opposition and minor parties are saying it's not necessary. I think that's what happened. As in, they were saying it's not necessary. We know what the people yeah, think. Yeah. Just change, make it a referendum. It's a waste of money and it'll drag... Yeah. You know, it's bad for mental health and it, it's you don't do popular votes for people's rights. Totally, yeah, yeah. I think I th- that's how I'm remembering it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like, do you guys want free ice cream on Fridays? Yes or no? It's something it's a yes that, for me. It's something that is really impacting. Should we quickly go around the room, though? Uh, it's also a yes for me. Okay, we've got two, but how the majority of states. Matt, yeah, free ice cream on Fridays? No, I think our money could be better spent. Oh, you piece of shit. <laughs> you piece of shit. On gelato. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'm moving us. a... He got us. Move an amendment uh, <laughs> to say and or gelato. And or frozen yogurt. Whatever okay, you want. Fantastic. If, you know, and, and cold like, treats. Can we say... Cold treats. <laughs> Lactose-free options. Up making it. <laughs> Any kind of sweet treat. Unless you don't like sweet, that is savoury. Treats uh, on Fridays. I think it's important that uh, the treat has a... Slushy like uh, <laughs> consistency. I think the treat has to have the ability to inflict a brain freeze. Yes, <laughs> I think that is important. All in favour? <laughs> but I don't really like ice cream. I'd prefer like a cheese board or something a bit but more. But it has to be very cold. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you may have a cheesecake board and nothing oh. else. 
That's good. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching! <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI... Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. (laughs) And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So so they kept trying to get the plebiscite through. They couldn't do it. The vibe so, check. The vibe check. Instead, they went to their next option down, which they didn't need parliamentary support on, which was a voluntary postal survey. And that's what the government can conducted cost about a hundred grand. People are also, you know, people opposing were also like, it's a waste of money. We know the answer. Yeah. It's, there's no positives to come of this. Like, but, guys, do a Facebook poll. You know what I mean? Like, we'll get the answer. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, call in with your opinion. We'll take a few calls. <laughs> yeah, so far I've had three for yes, so... You're talking to Tony. Uh, or <laughs> Go no, for Tony. Sorry, Malcolm at this stage. Go for Malcolm. Just give Prime out Minister. Malcolm's uh, phone number and, just, and everybody can just text in yes or no. Yeah. How hard's that? Yeah. Docks the Prime Minister. Then everyone just pays for their own text. Yeah. And not, nearly no one pays per text anymore, no, do they? No, not these days, unless you're on prepaid. And then what are you doing? You know what I mean? Get on a plan. Come on. Come on, join us in the future. So the... I was definitely still on prepaid in 2004. They, uh, they conducted a voluntary survey between the 12th of September and the 7th of November 2017, ascertaining the views of Australians on legislating for same-sex marriage. According to an article written in The Guardian at the time by Paul Carp, the move was controversial, uh, with LGBTI groups objecting to a human rights question, equality before the law being decided by popular vote, which is sort of what I was referring to before. In a bruising three-month campaign, opponents of marriage equality claim same-sex marriage would have far-reaching negative consequences for gender education and claimed it would harm religious freedom and freedom of speech. In arguing for the plebis and... A lot of it, like, there was a lot of nasty stuff. Oh, yeah. Going on real gross campaigns by pamphlets and all these sort of things. Uh, And online, yeah. In arguing for the plebiscite, the government said it could be a unifying moment for the country. Senator Penny Wong 
told Parliament that the same-sex marriage debate was exposing families to hatred. Quote, Have a read of some of the things which are said about us and our families and then come back here and tell us this is a unifying moment, she said. Mm. Same-sex marriage advocates warned the Postal Survey on marriage equality would damage mental health. And according to the ABC, uh, research published in 2019 confirmed those fears were valid. The ABC article quotes activist Sally Rugg as saying, The LGBTI community and our friends begged the government not to put us through this process because we knew that people would be traumatised. We knew that we would see these terrible outcomes in terms of mental health. And the 2019 study backed that view. Leading up to the postal vote, the Gay and Lesbian Kingdom's website added a link to point viewers to the website of the Equality Campaign, uh, the organisation which called on Australian voters to participate in the Australian Marriage Law Postal Survey, in which a yes vote would likely prompt the Parliament of Australia to enact same-sex marriage. It's another thing people who were like, Let, what's the point of this? Is Because they didn't even... It wasn't legally binding, even if it was... Yeah. Even if it came back, yes. Even if it was 100% yes. They didn't have to. Yeah. I mean, it would be political suicide, you'd think. Absolutely. Not to, but, but it wasn't a binding thing. Yeah. So they're like, well, they'll probably do what it says. But there was nerves about, you know, the, the particularly anti-marriage equality people in the government would, would look at any little thing. If it was close or if certain states said no, yeah. then oh, that, we, we can't vote for it because, you know. Yep. Um, so there were all these fears coming into it. But then on the 15th of November, it was announced that 61.6% of respondents voted in favour of same-sex marriage. So it was an overwhelming response in, mm. in, in favour of marriage equality. And and that was all... I th- from memory, was it... I think it was all states also. I believe... Oh, it's uh, going back a little while, but yeah, I think you. I think I so. Talk to Dave for a second while I look it up. How are you? Good. Who did you, what did you vote? I voted yes. Oh. What did you vote? Yes. Yay. Yeah. Allies. Woo. <laughs> it was the literally the easiest way <laughs> to support people. I ticked a box. Um, yeah, a wild time. I remember being a bit disappointed, like finding it kind of a bit frustrating that it was only 61. Yes. Do you remember, like, do you remember that? I was like, really? <laughs> 61? Okay. Yeah, it's like that is a majority, but... It feels like it should have been a bigger majority be a in 2017. Yeah, state by state, New South Wales had the smallest percentage of yes vote, and that was 57.8. So every state was clear majority. Great. ACT, 74%. Yep. Um, I had 74 or like, you know, low 70s in my head for, for the overall thing, but it was 61 which is interesting. Yeah. Well, Victoria was 64. Okay. Or ninth. Maybe that's, yeah, that's where I got of. the four from. You know, it was pretty, like kind of consistent in every single state and territory. So it was sort of like, no, if you're in parliament representing the Australian people, you, it's hard to argue. Yeah. So um, once that was announced, the kingdom was dissolved on the 17th of November, 2017. They saw their, their job was done. Yeah. And then Homer said, but you didn't do anything. And then <laughs> Spock, then Spock says, didn't I? <laughs> or something like that. Um, a law legalising same-sex marriage was finally passed in the Parliament on the 7th of December 2017 and received royal assent the following day, becoming the 25th country to recognise same-sex marriage. Feels like we'd like to think of ourselves as being a bit better than that. Yeah. 
Absolutely. But we were so slow. It was, it was so strange slow. how slow we were to Just make it happen. Okay, so what is that? 14 years after Canada. Yeah. Yeah. And Canada wasn't... Was Canada first? Like it... Oh, the Netherlands. I thought something, that, something in my mind. They were the first, first? in 2001. Oh, yeah, right. Netherlands, um, yeah, they think they're... 2001. Often ahead of the game. took us until 2017. Mm. Bloody hell. But it was a yes. Yes, it was a yes. In the end, <laughs> we got there in the end. Finally. Uh, according to CARP, the lower house passed marriage equality with almost all members of the governing Liberal National Coalition joining Labor, the Greens and crossbench MPs in a free vote to pass the bill, which cleared the Senate uh, without amendment. The only no votes were coalition, coalition MPs, Russell Broadbent, Keith Pitt, David Littleproud, still a, he's a member, he's like a... He's the Deputy Nationals yeah, leader. Uh, and independent MP Bob Catter. So what a what a wild li- list of people you know like to be like hey you'll be remembered for being on the wrong side of history there yeah, yeah. Bob Caddo if uh, people from outside of Australia don't know he uh, what the great um, <laughs> it was about marriage equality his one yeah. of his most famous clips he was in a <laughs> press conference. <laughs> And uh, well, let a thousand blossoms yeah, bloom. Someone asked, asked about marriage equality. Said he said, yeah, "Well, you know, everyone is allowed to have their sexual proclivities. Yeah. Um, may a thousand <laughs> blossoms bloom, but, but I ain't gonna... spending a lot of time on it because every month a man is torn apart by a crocodile in the Northern Territory." Which is not true. Oh, man, your third great impression of the episode. That <laughs> was it's, great. It's the, it's we found your, your, um, your niche. You've got you've to see it because the, the gear change is so, is so sudden. Amazing. It's terrifyingly quick. Let a thousand blossoms bloom. Yeah. But I ain't spending any more time on it. There's a Twitter account. I can't remember what it's called, but it's something like batshit. <laughs> moments in Australian politics. And it, you know, there's amazingly a lot of so things many. to post. The one of Tony Abbott just staring blankly at a That's journalist a, I think if for so long. Tony, you're not saying anything. <laughs> yeah. So, or when he ate the onion with the skin on, <laughs> raw onion. Psycho. So many strange moments. Disgusting. Um. Anyway, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, talk about the leaders of our country. That's what we're talking about. Yes, and the the, the five no votes only. Yeah. So in the end, it was pretty much everyone apart from the far right. Yeah. And even like, I mean, there are a few classic. Far right people who are not listed there, so yeah. Um, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Tony Smith, uh, Tony Smith, declared the vote carried, since fewer than five MPs opposed it, triggering a standing ovation from the parliamentarians and public gallery. Some broke into a rendition of the chorus of one of the country's many unofficial anthems, "I Am, You Are, oh, We Are, Australia." Right, I forgot that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm torn between that being nice and being really cringy. Uh, I yeah. think at the time, I think I remember seeing that at the time and being like, "That's nice." Okay, great. It was just a nice sort of. I think if it was really planned, it would be pretty cringy. But I think it's uh, just one of those moments where it just sort of happens fairly organically, and it's just a moment of unity. Yeah. I think it was nice. I think if I watched it now, I'd be like, but yeah, yeah. It was sweet at the time. Well, that's imagine tr- trying to get it going and no one joined in. Yeah. We are one. one. No. Okay. No. no we are men. Nothing. No. Just the one. We are one. We are and one. From all. Come on, please. The, the lands on earth we come. Are. All right, I'm giving up. <laughs> we share a dream. Uh, the Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull, told the House that, quote, Australia has done it. Every Australian had their say and they said, it's fair, get on with it. 
We've noted today. Uh, we've voted today for equality for love. It's time for more marriages, more commitment, more love, more respect. He said, "This is Australia, fair, diverse, loving, and filled with respect." Uh, which is possibly a bit rich after putting. That's right. The People through that, and then he still claims, like that. you know, because he's since been uh, voted out and lost his uh, leadership of the party. But he's like, well, when I was in charge, I got gay marriage through. So like, sort of showing that off, yeah. like. Mate, you didn't really help the cause for a long time. And it did, yeah. That wasn't you. No. Yeah, he did seem like he went one of those politicians that um, promised a lot, but. But then uh, uh, in the post-political career, being like, if I was in charge, this is what I'd do. Ex-Prime Minister have done that. Always. Always. And it's like. You had the power. You had yeah. the majority. You could have got anything through if Here's you wanted to. It's like, oh, that's right. You talk the talk. Yes. Before you get in and then after you're not yeah, in anymore. You're, yeah, just afraid of your own party or just holding on to power or whatever. You know, whatever. whatever. It's a, I mean, I agree it's a tough job. I, I don't want it. I don't, I don't want, want the job. <laughs> I don't want the job. Thank you very much. I'd get kicked out immediately. <laughs> I'd be making some big old changes. <laughs> We're not voting on shit. I'd go dictator. That's what I'd do. Oh, Friday oh, no. ice cream. Friday ice Friday cream. Ice cream. <laughs> yeah, but I'd be a fun dictator. <laughs> um, I'd fix that wage gap. Let me tell you that. <laughs> fix that straight up. Yeah. <laughs> Budget smudge it with a <laughs> with the signing of a pencil. Done. Sorted. Uh, J- Jason uh, Twazon McShane and his husband Adrian were married in Canada in 2004. One of those couples that got married in Canada yep. and was. And and the uh, Howard government's fear of them coming back with these marriages and yeah, and what a threat! What a threat they would be. So, you know, it was one of the people who um, kind of brought this on in the first place. Uh, he called the postal survey rubbish and unnecessarily painful, but said he loved the fact that the Australian people had rejected fear campaigns that had questioned the legitimacy of LGBTI people and our families. I love the fact that Australian people turned it on its head and forced the parliament to pass legislation without amendments. Mm. 62% was an overwhelming win in a vote designed to maximise the no vote. I think um, I think for a lot of people as well, maybe, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people sort of, it, it sparked conversations they probably hadn't had with family members and stuff before. Not always for the better, of course, and, and that's part of that mental health side of things yes. for people in the community is, is hearing people around you uh, you know, discuss your rights yes. and that has no impact on them. Yeah. But I remember my parents were overseas and it arrived and I um, like was collecting their mail and I was like, and how did you want me to vote for you? Yeah. And mum's like, yes, of course. What are you talking about? I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, that is good news. Yes, it's... Um, I mean, I knew, but you know, you just want validate. You want confirmation. So uh, finally about Twazon McShane. Uh, he was preparing to cry with relief when the result was sealed. So I thought I'd sort of finish with some of his thoughts because it was, you know, it was sort of balanced between it was awful but also the beautiful yeah. side of it, which is, I know it's easy to say when I, you know, you're not going through that side. But yeah, um, the, the the benefit, the negatives outweighed the positives, I think, for that process. It should have just been passed. Everyone, like, yeah. it was so clear for so long. But there is, like you say, there were conversations that might not have had otherwise. Yeah. Good and bad. And now no one's since argued that it should be turned back. Yeah. Because God, it's like... imagine. If maybe, maybe there'd still be politicians who'd be campaigning, but how do they go? The vote was wrong. They can't say that. Yeah. Whereas if it was just 
politicians. They're like politicians made the decision, not the Australian people. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm looking for silver linings. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'll finish with one final. Uh, what I think is a, a fun fact. I'll um, decide. Okay, so the kingdom they went away and yes. they let their domain name lapse, and GayKingdom.info is now a porn site. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to access it on like a Wayback Machine thing. It's been, you know, just kept for posterity. It's like it's been archived. Archived, kind of thing. yeah, yeah. That's How cool! Right. I didn't know that. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, and that is my report on the gay and lesbian kingdom of the Coral Sea Islands. No, I, I, oh no, I would have. I'm sure I'd check it um, to verify that fun fact. <laughs> and that um, other podcast I was uh, mentioned before. If people want to hear more about it. It is called uh, Nancy is the name of the show, and it is episode, and the episode's called Make Australia Gay Again. That's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you remember, like, uh, uh, people sort of rushing to be the first to get married? Couples that had been together for, like, decades and, and getting married, like, it, like it, it was, what, November or something? And they're like, December weddings, let's do yeah, this. Yeah, so like, they had to, away. I think... They had to wait till Feb. Like, like there's some oh, law right. that you've got to you've got to say I want to get married. Yeah, it's intention so to wed or something, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I guess it's to stop that sort of Vegas style <laughs> yeah. wedding spur of the moment. Drunk thing. weddings. <laughs> um, but it did mean I can't remember if I mentioned this, but anyone who was married overseas, yep. they were they became instantly legal. That's so nice. Yeah, yeah, cool. But yeah, I remember I remember there being a lot of news stories at the time of sort of the first. Um, the first same-sex marriages, and yeah. it was it was always lovely. It was so nice. And that the guy, uh, remember, I said that celebrant who, yeah, he was he he was crushed every time. He was interviewed afterwards, and he said it was just so nice. And he got married as yes. well. Yes, and, and they don't have to say it now, do they? Don't have to say yeah. it. No, uh, and he just yeah. There's not just, that. There's not actually that much that legally has to be said, is there? Like it's no. My our celebrant just sent us through a. And in red was the things you have to say, and it's about three sentences. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. For it to be, you know, official and legal. you have to say, "This groom is looking hot." <laughs> Hotty, am I right? Whoop whoop whoop! Get at least three high fives on that, and then, uh, and then, yeah, we're done. So they don't have to say something like between a human and a human, because remember one of the one of the anti marriage equality, you'd see arguments like, "What's next? Bestiality?" Yeah, what's next? No, no. <laughs> well, how have you got there? <laughs> Whoa, 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 Why are you already thinking Holy about shit. that? Yeah. <laughs> are you asking, like, because yeah. you're angry about it or you're hoping that's next? Yeah, what's next speciality? Because I love my dog. <laughs> I love my dog so much. Oh, I've got what? such a handsome doggy. I'll be able to marry this table, this beautiful, sexy table. Is that what's next? <laughs> this beautiful, sexy table. It's been there for me through thick and thin. <laughs> this table is my best friend. Yeah, will I have to marry it? <laughs> will I? Because I? I will, can I? <laughs> Yeah, those are um, pretty ridiculous and very funny arguments. And did uh, Emperor Dale, we don't know what happened to our former monarch? Uh, he sort of, you know, he just uh, went on with his life. But if you if you want to hear about the hunt for him, yeah. listen to that episode of Nancy. It's Sounds yeah. great. It's kind of, it's like, it's a WNYC studio. Sort of got a bit of a vibe like one of those, um, what's that, America show? That famous podcast, Something Cereal. America? <laughs> That's got America in the yeah, name. This like American that. Life. This American, American life. life. Yeah, that kind of a, a reply all or, you know, one of those yeah. kind of 
podcast that sounds like uh, has a real budget behind it. Oh, wow. <laughs> they're probably a team putting it together. Yeah, then they read out a name of 3,000 producers. And it starts with a conversation that feels like it's probably staged where someone's bringing up a topic. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hey, you know what? I, have you ever wondered? <laughs> Actually, I have. Yeah, my God, I have. How did they know? Well, luckily, we spoke to a reporter, Jenny Boog, who went out on the scene. Jenny Boog. Jenny Boog. Look her up. Good work. Jenny pull, Boog. She won a Pulitzer Prize. Um, you didn't ask who I voted for. Well, what did you vote for? I prefer not to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very personal question, Bob. Sorry. Sorry for asking when you <laughs> asked me to ask. <laughs> yeah, a bit weird that bit, you... Uh, Sorry, yeah, no, no, that's fair enough. I didn't mean to pry. It is a bit rude to ask who you voted for. So now it's time for everyone's favourite section of the show where we get to thank some of our fantastic supporters who make this show possible. Um, if you want to join up and support us, uh, you can do so at dogonpod.com or patreon.com slash dogonpod. And Dave, what kind of rewards uh, can people get for subscribing? Oh, you'll be the first to hear about live shows. You'll also get discount tickets. Uh, you can be part of the Facebook group, which is a very lovely part of the internet. You it's get the only place I ever post sincerely, I yeah. think, online. <laughs> so true. If I ever have a thought that I'm like, oh, this nice thing happened, that, that'll be the people I tell. Yeah. Whereas I feel like it's hard to tweet stuff like that. It just feels... Here's a nice flower I saw. <laughs> yeah. Twitter's yeah, like, something... what the fuck is this supposed to mean? I've seen nicer. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Uh, you can also vote for topics. So you literally can choose what we talk about on the show. Yeah. Uh, which is, I believe, what happened this week. That's right, yes. Very, very good. And also three bonus episodes a month that no one hears, which is uh, a lot of fun, those uh, episodes, often very loose. No and- one hears. That no one else hears. <laughs> no one is. No one is. We, we just record them, put them in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, actually, the trash. I I take the uh, SD card out. I throw that in the bin. Yeah. We are broke. I keep having to buy SD cards. Yeah, but you know that we we did it. So that's yeah. And also, you know that you're helping keeping the show going. Maybe that's a reward for someone. It's a reward in itself. Uh, so the first thing we like to do is thank some people on the Sydney Scheinberg level mm-hmm. in a section we like to call Fact, Quote or Question, which has a little jingle goes something like this. Fact, Quote or Question. Ding. Oh, he always remembers the ding. <laughs> and the way this works is uh, people on the Sydney Scheinberg level give us a Fact, or Quote or a Question or a brag or a suggestion or whatever they like, really. They also get to give themselves a title and then I read them out for the first time on the show. Here we go. This one comes from David Loring, aka No Quitter Submitter of the FQQ form. Uh, and David offers a suggestion, which we don't get all that often. Uh, writing, on my last submission, I used the word nifty, and that seemed to garner a positive response. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just going to have a stab now at other words that we yeah. might enjoy hearing? I really hope so. So, in the interest of expanding vocabularies, okay. I thought. I'd suggest three other words that I find pretty enjoyable. Enjoyable. <laughs> enjoyable. One of them enjoyable. <laughs> Vocabularies is in the same category to me as February. February. Yeah. Vocabulary. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, I like this. Uh, looking at it, there are uh, phonetic um, spellings. Oh, I love that. Nice and easy for Maddie. Ebullient. Ebullient. Uh, ebullient. Cheerful, bright, happy, energetic. Ebullient. Discombobulated. Yeah, great word. Being in a state of profound confusion or disorder. Yep. Discombobulated. Love it. Calipigian. Oh. Having pleasantly shaped buttocks. <laughs> Calipigian. Okay, none of us. 
Oh, come on. All right, square ass. Give us a fucking go. <laughs> you wish your ass looked this square. Hope you enjoyed. If these are a hit, I have more to offer. If they're not, I shall hide in shame. No, keep them coming. That was delightful. Honestly, uh, David, you've made me feel ebullient. Oh, yeah. Certainly not at all discombobulated. And I remain calipigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you very much, David. Great one. Uh, next one comes from Ben Johnson. Uh, and um, Ben Johnson's, I, without reading it, I, I reckon the last few have all been attacks at Dave for not doing a book cheat yeah. on the short history of everything or something I mean, like that. it's already a, a summary. I'd be <laughs> summarising a summary, Ben. Well, let's see. thinking about this, a short history of the, of the universe. <laughs> anyway, please. <laughs> Ben's given himself the title of 1988 Olympic 100 metre gold medalist for Canada, later disqualified for doping. Oh, right. Yeah, so he's he's going through some... That's a famous Ben Johnson. Oh, that's good. Another famous Ben Johnson. Of course, that's very good. Uh, Ben has got a quote, which is... Archaeologists recently discovered Shakespeare chewed his pencils. Apparently, one pencil was so chewed, they couldn't tell if it was to be or not to be. That's a Lee <laughs> Mack quote. <laughs> that's, that's quite good. That's very good stuff. That's good stuff. David loved that, you nerd. Sorry, I got a little defensive there. I thought I was expecting a uh, Stephen Hawking request. <laughs> uh, I, I set it up that way, but I, I hadn't read bastard. it. I don't read them till I read them. You bastard. Dave, he doesn't read them till he reads them. I don't know how much clearer I can how make How much that. clearer can he make that? I say that every it's week. A, it's a very clear sentence. <laughs> I don't read this till I read these. Okay, no one else can do that. <laughs> no one else can read them until they read them. I don't read them till I read them, though, so I'm different. Dave, I'm reading them when I'm reading Dave, them. Dave, he's reading them... At the time of reading. Yes. If you're hearing it from me, that's at the same time I'm reading it. It's the same it. time he's hearing it. What? I read it for the first time on pod. Is it the first time you hear it from your own mouth? Yes. And sometimes he's shocked. <laughs> what are these sounds? Goes, ah! Especially when someone does a tongue twister. Oh, no. no you, sometimes you just glide right over them because you just, you're not thinking about it. You just get stuck in. Gripping on for dear life. <laughs> uh, and the final one this week comes from Derek Brigham. Uh, okay, the last Atlantean lost in Lemuria. Uh, Lemuria. Oh, Lemuria. I don't know if you remember the Atlantis episode. No. There was uh, there was another um, mythological island called Lemuria, where lemurs were from. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. God, they're cute little lemurs. Derek also has a suggestion. Two suggestions this week. Writing. I would like to suggest everyone check out the band Lemuria. <laughs> All right, putting that one in the February category as well. <laughs> uh, one of my absolute favourites. I'd describe them as pop punk inspired indie band. Oh my God, Dave, that sounds right up your alley. Yeah, no, I haven't heard of this band, but it sounds great. I wouldn't be able to pick a favourite song of theirs if you asked me to. Well, we're not asking, Derek. Why get so defensive? But, quick question. What's your favourite song of theirs? I've put you in a tight spot there. Uh, this suggestion comes with a bonus story. It's about a strange interaction I had a few years ago when I lived in Carlsbad, New Mexico. I was waiting in line at a convenience store and I was wearing one of my Lemuria t-shirts that day. The shirt had the band's name printed across the front in large lettering. While I'm standing there, a man comes up to me and says he likes my shirt. And before I can even respond, he starts interrogating me about the Theosophical Society and something about Lost Scrolls. 
When I could finally get a word in edgewise, I said it was a band I liked and I went up to the cash register and then left. (laughs) He's not still in the store. Oh, thank God. I had forgotten all about this experience until listening to the Lost Island of Atlantis (laughs) episode of the pod. After Matt's breakdown of the secret doctrine, I flashed back to that convenience store and realized that guy was even nuttier than I had thought. (laughs) Wow. Derek. Love that story. Yeah, good story. Well, obviously, he's been a big fan for a long time then. Lumeria. Mm. How are you spelling that? How are you spelling Lumeria? It's Lima, L-E-M-U-R. So, it's probably Lemuria. Is it? It's just hard. It's hard to say Lima with an E-R at the end. Yeah, Lemuria. Lemuria. That sounds stupid. I reckon you were probably saying it right. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Derek, Drew, Ben, and David, for your facts, quotes, and questions. I heard a story. I thought he was going to say that someone from the band came up to him. Yeah. And that was making me think of a story I just heard from Jim Carrey. He was talking about the first time he heard Pantera. Because in the new Sonic film, they uh, Walk by Pantera's in there. And it seems like Carrey asked for that to be in. And he, um, he was telling the story that the first time he heard them, they were driving to a show. Um, he was driving to a hotel to do a, a show in a theatre or whatever. Mm. And they played it and he was like what he was so energized by it he was laughing uncontrollably he felt like just <laughs> like um just real buzzed by wow. it, listening to it he's like whoa what is this then they got to the hotel to check in and uh turned around and pantera checking in behind him and he's like yeah he's just been a big fan ever since Oh, I mean, how did he know it was Pantera yeah, behind him? Isn't that him? interesting? If you just heard one song, you're like, oh my God, it's you. <laughs> how the fuck would you know? Are they all wearing Pantera t-shirts? <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or is the is the concierge going, oh, Pantera, uh-huh. right this way. Mr. Pantera's. <gasps> oh, I just heard your song. And they're like, Jim Carrey? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe they were like, Jim Carrey, we're Pantera. And he was like, Pantera, I'm Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. I just heard your music and laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Maniacally Is it You are very funny Parody musicians Yes I just watched your comedy And rocked out (laughs) (laughs) That's the power of laughter Uh, The next thing we like to do Is thank a few of our Other great supporters Bob you normally come up With a bit of a I was thinking we could Name the kingdom Name the kingdom Fantastic What do you Um, reckon Yeah Great Alright first up I'd love to thank And they're all kingdoms Yes Just saying that Fantastic um, none okay. of them are monarchs. Monarchies. No monarchies. I guess kingdoms are monarchies. Whatever. Shut so, up. Uh, to, to get the shout out here, you've got to be on the shout out level or above, uh, which I believe is the Asprod. Uh, the first one I'd love to thank from Wadsworth in God's country, Ohio. Ohio. In the United States. It's Chris George. Chris George. Two names. Just saying. Kingdom of two names. Kingdom of two names. Oh, does everyone have to have two first but names? But it's pronounced like two no, names. No, no, Jess didn't say two first names. She yeah. said two, two names. names. Oh, so you can't... Okay, no middle name, no double barrel. No shirts. Two names. No Madonnas. Oh. Everyone has two names. Adele, you can't come in. So yeah. sorry. Because no one knows your last name. Nobody yeah. knows your last name, Adele. It's not publicly available. Zendaya, At- get the fuck out of here. Yeah, when you go through customs, they'll... Just give you. They'll just double up your name if you want to come in. You're Adele Adele now. Adele Adele. Hello, I'm Adele Adele. Hello, so nice to be here. I'm Adele Adele. <laughs> and uh, Adele Adele, always welcome. Always welcome. <laughs> uh, I'd also love to thank from Wellsville in Utah. Give me two United States. Alison Poor. Alison Poor. Alison Poor. Kingdom of Oranges. Ooh. Oh. A tra- tragic kingdom in a way. 
Why? Because there was a No Doubt. No Doubt. Album, Tragic Kingdom, and it was, it was a real orange motif on it. Is that where your head was? No, I was thinking of, uh, you said Utah, give me two, and I was thinking of Point Oranges, Break. Oranges, yep. And <laughs> Take me on this journey. I haven't connected it. Gary Busey's character, they're st- sitting at some traffic lights, and a man walks past selling oranges, and he says, oranges? And he turns to the Keanu and says, you want any? And then he says to the, the s- seller, no thanks, we've got a, lo- a lot. What? <laughs> it's like, Gary, why does your character have oranges? <laughs> no, thanks. We got a lot. But he also asked Keanu first. Do you want any oranges? Is that a riff? No, thanks. We got a lot. That's what the beautiful. fuck are you talking about, Gary? I don't remember that, but I got to watch that movie. Really? Now. It's all in the same scene as Gimme 2. That's, That's why I thought that. we all got to it. I haven't seen it in a long time. Okay. And I think, you know how your memories are just memories of memories? Yeah. Because I always bring up the Utah Gimme 2, I remember that memory. Yeah. Meatball. <laughs> hey, Utah. Gimme 2. <laughs> no thanks, we got a lot. <laughs> what? Uh, I said that to you about? and you're trying to sell them oranges. Ugh. Finally from me, I'd love to thank from Brighton, Victoria in Australia, Jack Sanguinetti. Oh, great Ooh, name. Fantastic name. name. Um, Kingdom of... Up, up and goes. Up and goes. Up and goes. Everything like in the kingdom of up and goes. Yeah. The rivers flow milky, yellow, pink, and brown. <laughs> uh, up and goes uh, international. They're like a liquid breakfast. Liquid, yeah. yeah. A couple of wheat bix, milk, coloring, flavor. They got wheat bix in them? Yeah, I think they got... Well, they're, well, they're always claiming with the, yeah, the goodness, goodness or the energy. Yeah, they got two wheat bix. Got a bit of fiber, got a lot of protein. Mm. Yum, yum, yum. Good way to start your day. Um, so thank you, Jack. Hey, can I jump in here? Please. I'd love to thank from Mill Creek in Utah. Give me another two. What? Have a look at this. I'm confused, but do it anyway, Dave. Allison Poor. <laughs> do you Again. live in two places in Utah? Jeez, what's Give the me two. what's the opposite of nominative determinism? Because she's if she has two accounts, she's rich. Hey, Alison Rich, more like it. Alison Poor. So you, Alison Poor from Wellsville, Utah, is the kingdom of oranges. But Alison Poor from Mills Creek, Utah. In case it's a separate person, we should give them a separate title. Of course. Just but in imag- case. imagine we've Maybe got two Alison really Pauls from Utah. Could be a very common name in Utah. Wow. I'm gonna see how far apart they are. I reckon maybe Alison. Oh, who knows. Different we, photos oh, on her profile. They are an hour and 14 minute <gasps> drive from each other. There's an 80, 80 miles between the two. No, that's two photos of the same person. <laughs> okay. Email addresses? Oh my God. Alison Poor, have you accidentally signed up twice? And you've been on there for over a year. Jeez, you're doing God's work there. <laughs> <laughs> Alison, did you change your name after supporting us for so long? You've become Alison Poor. Alison Poor, you legend. Well, let, let's let's uh, give Alison already Kingdom of Oranges. Alison yeah. Poor also from the Kingdom of Lemons. Oh, but by that I mean kind of shit cars. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come down to Alison Poor and the fruit. And the fruit. Car Emporium. I don't know. You seemed unhappy with the cars thing. <laughs> so Alison's Car Emporium. Oh, very Where good. we sell lemons. <laughs> yes. Sometimes I love a bit of lemon. It's got nothing. No. Love lemon. So the cars are lemons, but they've all got bootfuls of lemons. Of lemons. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Slide them into your Coronas because we're La Family. <laughs> Even though I think they do limes in America. Thanks, Alison. Thanks, Alison. I'd also like to thank from uh, Silver Spring in. Is this Maryland? I believe MD, so. Maryland. In Maryland, it is John. 
Brophy. Oh, oh Brophy. What's up, bro? <laughs> brophy. Brophy is like a brotherly trophy. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> What's up, Brophy? So, would it be maybe the kingdom of bromances? Yeah, kingdom of bromances. Oh, that's great. Yeah, trophies for your bromances. Kingdom of bromances and underage doctors. Um, when I saw MD, I thought Doogie Howser. Doogie Howser, okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, I don't know where he's going with underage this. Underage doctor? <laughs> what? That was a show for yeah, ages. Yeah, no, and they've, they've done a reboot. Have they really? Yeah, on, it's on Disney. Doogie Howser MD. It's so in Hawaii. Funny. Is it like grittier or something? I'm pretty sure Ronnie Chang's in it. <laughs> really? It's a bit of fun. What a guy. They did the, they did the gritty reboot of Fresh Prince. Oh, uh, that's probably what I'm thinking, actually. Yeah. Hey, I'd also like to thank from Tempe in Arizona, Jordana Hayden. Jordana Hayden. It's a beautiful name. Uh, yeah, well, Jordana rules over the kingdom of... Eggs. <laughs> Scrambled, poached, sunny what side What was that up. shop you saw before, Dave? Yeah, egg. Well, egg lab. Egg lab. Egg lab. <laughs> the, lab the lab of eggs. And I said, how many names do you reckon they had on the shortlist before they chose egg lab? It was funny because we were driving to get some lunch and you're in the back seat and just sort of pipe up reading signs. And that's something my um, senile grandma used to do. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> just be, be in the back of the car reading every street sign she saw. Uh, now just hear a little suits, egg lab. What was for egg lab? The cafe or something? There's a little cafe called Egg Lab. Egg Lab. Egg lab. That's yeah, it's our official endorsement of Egg Lab. Egg Lab. Hey, there's two. There's one in Fitzroy and Brunswick. There you go. They're taking over. Um, thank you so much. Right, may I thank some people? I'd love it. I would love to thank from London. I'd love to thank Surname Unknown, so she can't come into Chris George's Kingdom of Two Names. <laughs> We'd love to welcome Charlotte. Unless rename Charlotte Charlotte. Charlotte Charlotte. Hmm. Then you could be like Charlie Charlotte or something. Charlie Charlotte. Yeah, that's true. Lottie Charlotte. Charlotte Hornets. Could be a you could be Charlotte Hornets. Could be Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Could be Charlotte, North Carolina. Yep. Oh, that's three names. There's too much. Yeah. You can only have two. Damn it. Charlotte Carolina is fine. Or Charlotte North. Yeah, Charlotte North. Charlotte North's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good that's name. Good. Um, Charlotte, obviously head of the kingdom of... Uh, chocolate. Chocolate bunnies. Bunnies. Yum. <laughs> can you ride them? No. Oh. Can't ride them. Well, you can, but you're covered in chocolate afterwards because yeah. your body heat obviously melts the chocolate yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you sort of sweat into them. And then just and like... And they get a dip in their back. And yeah, just because you're... Like the way you were sitting, you've now got a crotch that's just brown, yeah, covered in ch- chocolate. Is choc- that what crotch. you want, Dave? Yeah. Do you yes. want chalk crotch? Yes. Dave's got a chalk crotch, everybody. That sounds, it sounds pretty delicious. inappropriate. <laughs> I mean, inappropriate. <laughs> Sorry. A chalk crotch. Chalk crotch. No, it's awful. <laughs> that's bad. I always like uh, edible undies is the gro- oh. like so. Who? Yeah, I feel like that. Don't put the them on. Just what, eat them. What's the? Or better yet. Grab a family block of chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit full I'm on. guessing it's not the best quality of chocolate. But it's also... It's no. like, it's well, like like body chocolate. Yeah, don't want to yuck pebbles. Like Yum. But edible undies are like those hard candies. You can get ones that are like a, a bra of, of candy. Good Why? support, I imagine. Yeah, very good support. <laughs> you can play basketball in those. Yeah. Um, I have, I'm wearing a sports edible undie. <laughs> Wicks away sweat. Um, thank you, Charlotte. Sorry for that gross riff. Um, 
I'd also love to thank from Providence, Rhode Island, Paloma Velasquez. Oh my god, that is one of the great names. Beautiful name. Holy shit. Uh, okay. Paloma Velasquez. So good. Um, Paloma, uh, head of the kingdom of infinite glory. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That sounds like a cult. Is that a cult? No, no, no. That sounds like a, a fucking cult. That's, That's cult. Vegas it's hell. An, it's an amazing place. It's okay. just meadows as far as the eye can see. Right. And if you're there, you just feel glorious. Okay, but where do I sleep? You sleep where you want to sleep. In the meadow? Everything's comfortable. In the kingdom. There's, there's no like accommodation, no hotel or resort or something. Infinite, infinite glory. Infinite glory, yeah. No, no, everything. Is there a restaurant or it's anything? A kind ma- of it's magic. You just, you always feel satiated. There's 100% a cult. It's a, do we have to, is there like mass weddings or anything? This is a drug trip. No, no, not mass weddings. Just if you're there, you are automatically married to Paloma. Okay, yeah, it's a cult. That's a cult. Uh, it's a cult. There's no wedding. You're just already married. It's not a cult. Can we leave? Well, if you really want to, but there are some forms you're going to have to fill out. Okay. And the person with the forms isn't here at the moment. Right. When are they coming back? We're not sure. Okay. But, yeah. So, they c- left? Well, yeah. Well, they oh, filled okay. out the form. They're dead. <laughs> They're mm, dead and this is a no, cult. I'm not saying that. But you're not not saying it either. No. Well, we don't lie here. So, is there anybody else that would be able to fill out those forms or? Yeah, yeah. Come back tomorrow or the next day. Okay. But in the meantime, I just sleep anywhere. It's comfortable. Okay, what do I eat? You... Where do I go to the toilet? Oh, my God. So many questions. <laughs> so, too many questions. You are lucky to be here. You've got a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have a knife? <laughs> no reason. I just yell, you've got a knife. <laughs> um, thank All you, right, we Paloma. have trouble in sector two. <laughs> Someone take it away. <laughs> Paloma, I'm not sure... How I feel about uh, your kingdom, but uh, thank you so much for your support. It's anyway. better than it sounds. Okay, <laughs> it's better than you made it sound. <laughs> and finally, I'd love to thank you from Prospect in South Australia, Mike Waite. Mike Waite, the kingdom of jumping castles. Oh, a bouncy land, Mm-mm. yes. That'd be fun. Bad for my back, to be honest. I'm not allowed on trampolines, but. Um, Mike has a blow up crown. Yes, everything's inflatable. Yeah. You can't get hurt. <laughs> That's fun. So when you say you you're not allowed on on trampolines, Since I know I was you, seven years I know old. You hurt your back on a trampoline. Yeah, but Me, no, many times. But when you say not allowed, is that because your parents were like, you can't go on those anymore? Yeah, because I kept hurting myself. But as an adult, could you go on one, or would it hurt you to go on one? I would fuck my back immediately. <sighs> How? What do you mean? I would jar my back. She doesn't instantly. mean have sex with her back. <laughs> I thought, you, how. I, thought you, I thought you meant Walk me through How Sorry what I thought you meant Was you just presumed You'd have an accident Where you jump And like land on the, the The springs or something Oh yeah I've done that But no just the The jumping and the shock It's not Yeah no good Hey that's alright Yeah But I love them God I love to be free Bounce Oh, oh my god Free to bounce Like Mike Waite Thank you Mike <laughs> And Paloma And Charlotte And Jordana And John And Alison And Jack And Alison And Chris <laughs> And the last thing we like to do here is welcome some people into the trip club. Yeah. Now, these fine citizens of the kingdom of Do Go On yep. have uh, been on the Shout Out Level War Above for three straight years. Yep. And they get welcomed in to the trip ditch club. It's Theatre of the Mind here. We're inside a club. Uh, I'm on the door. Got the velvet rope. Got a clipboard. 
got your names. I read out your name. Lift up that rope. You're welcomed in. Uh, Dave's on the stage, hyping up the crowd. Everyone, all previous inductees are still in. Got life membership. Mm-hmm. Everyone's cheering. They're all cheering. They're, they're cheering your name as well. Mm-hmm. Dave's hyping you up. He's your hype man. Jess is hyping up Dave because Dave's not the best hype man. And then um, fucking believable. Jess also... I'm the best man in this fucking room. <laughs> and Jess, <laughs> Jess also uh, <laughs> has created a cocktail based on the topic. What is the... Uh, what do you call... What's the cocktail that is the kingdom... Uh, gay and lesbian kingdom of the Coral Sea Islands cocktail. Well, what it is, it's. I was going to say it's a big shot glass. Essentially, I mean, it's a latte glass. Mm-hmm. And I've just got different coloured shots. They're all separated <laughs> somehow. Yeah. So it's just a multicoloured rainbow drink. Yes. And we have had a letter from Erica Betts saying, uh, to be fair, we also have to have an anti-gay people cocktail. Yeah. Otherwise, it's unfair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's absolutely what we would abide by. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. That sounds delicious. Yeah. And like a nightmare to put together. Oh, yeah, absolutely nightmare getting them to sort of sit properly. And then it tastes like shit. <laughs> Too many flavours. <laughs> it's like, do you ever do ABC shots? No. Those things, oh, my Always God. Always be closing. That f- that'll fuck you up. <laughs> Always be cocktail. And that was three shots. Right. Absinthe something, something. Oh, yeah, that's a bad start. Horrendous. It tasted so bad. But this has so many shots. It's t- it's honest, it'll kill you. Huh. But you'll have a really good time. It's basically yeah. petrol. You'll have a terrible hangover, but we do have, like, electrolytes and, and power aids, and we've got a... One of those We're like Richie Rich, things. and we have, a, we have a McDonald's in our wow. club. Fuck so yeah. you're all good for when you're starting to feel a bit shitty. Every, every topic about a company we've done before, they have that's a little stand in there. In there. Yeah. Vegemite. Uh, Coca-Cola. MySpace. MySpace, MySpace. is in yeah, there. Tom, Tom's We've there. done MySpace? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, did yeah. A, I did a MySpace Fuck episode. Me. I need to start listening to this podcast. I've probably said that a million times too. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've got two inductees this week. We've also got some oh, music. Dave, have you booked a band? Uh, after I welcome these people on stage, I'm going to say, please welcome Gloria Gaynor. Yes. Wow. Welcome, Gloria. I was hoping for Cher, but okay. Singing I Am What I Am. Singing all the hits. Mm. I will survive. Let me know. I have a right. I am what I am. Never can say goodbye. Great. Never can say goodbye. Classic. Uh, All right. So you ready to welcome in this week's inductees? Please. Firstly, from Leicester in Great Britain, it's Will Price. Will he pay the price? Yes, he will. The price of admission. Okay. Willie Price. Oh, so nice. <laughs> yeah, that's more positive. Will he pay the price? I'm like, sinister. Okay, okay. We're ruining the, the, the <laughs> fucking flow And finally here. from uh, Little Jesus Hampton, Christ. also in Great Britain, it's Harry Pledger. Harry Pledger. He's been pledging for ages. <laughs> Harry Pledger. <laughs> what a pleasure. What a, oh, that's quite good. I just couldn't get over Pledger. It's just so amazing. Pledger's that he, incredible. That he pledges to our podcast. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, Harry from uh, more like Big Hampton. All right. Welcome in. <laughs> More like big legend. Harry and Will. Pledger and Price. Pledger and Price feels like it could be a like a... A really good sketch duo. Yeah, sketch duo or an English crime. Yeah. Yeah, Pledger Hello, and Price. Hello, it's me, Pledger. This is me partner, Price. He's the character of the two. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've never thought about it before, but as we're welcoming them in, you're reading out who they are and where they're from, which is so great. 
You're not just saying, please welcome <laughs> Jess Perkins. You're saying, uh, from Melbourne, Australia. Just yeah. What's well, an international club? Yeah. I love it. It's nice to give a bit of contact. And then other people that are standing by ready to applaud and welcome new people in are like, oh, that's interesting. And they'll say, oh, Leicester, I've, I've always wanted to go to Leicester. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. Or oh, I've got a friend. Yeah, there's a comedy festival in Leicester. Have you yeah. been to that? That oh, sort yeah. of stuff. I've always wanted to go to Little Hampton. What a fascinating part of the world. Let's connect, you know? Beautiful. Beautiful. It's gonna, That's it's nice. gonna open Matt, up connections. Yeah, Matt Stewart facilitating friendships <laughs> since uh, I don't know the dawn of time. <laughs> I don't know how old he is. Well, no one does. <laughs> Records don't go far, that far back. Do you know? I've no idea. Oh my god! One day I'll cut myself open, count the rings. <laughs> uh, hey, let's boot this baby home. Jess, anything we need to tell people before we go? Um, that if you have come across a news article you found interesting, a story, a video, a website, whatever. A micronation. A micronation. Suggest those suggest. She's very territorial <laughs> about them. mine. Um, you can suggest that to us. There's a link on our website, dogoonpod.com. It's in our show notes as well. Um, and, yeah, you don't have to be supporting us to make a, a suggestion. Anybody can do that, and we love to read them. Um, you can get in touch at Do Go On Pod across all social medias. Um, we're, we're, you know, trying to get to 10,000 followers on Instagram. So oh, not far off. Not far off. So give us a follow. If you've got multiple accounts, if you've got an account for your dog, get in there. Although I tried to do a thing where my dog only follows other dogs. Um, but, yeah, it follows some people. Anyway. Um, dog on. Hey, close enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, uh, Dave booted home. Dogoon. Dogoon. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, I'll say thank you so much and goodbye. Later. Bye. Bye. entitled to their sexual proclivities, you know. I mean, let there be a thousand blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned, you know. But I ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 